Blog Talk Radio.
a little rant. Um, one thing, it was around uh, the first time around uh, Twitter, and this guy over here by Wall Street, he was being very into the whole motif of that. And we met each other, we talked, uh, we talked a lot, and uh, that's the first time that we met. And um, a little bit, we kind of faded off for a little bit, but thank goodness to Vince in the Bay, we met back again. And then I actually came up with the idea of doing the BTR shows. Well, I don't know, now it's actually him uh, that thought about the idea of about the BTR shows, and then... We went around the Titan pad and stuff like that, and uh, we started typing on it, and then the first show on September 16th, 2013, happened, and that was a magnificent show. We had Meowtoo, the Anand World, and we had some of the coolest brothers around the Anand World. I know that Revolution Rebel was around there. I know that... Uh, uh, Kennedy and Glenn was around there too. It was really awesome. And, uh, well, and here we are one year. And thank you guys to the wonderful people that have been around and over here, uh, Glenn and, uh, and DJ. You guys are awesome. And welcome to Third Rail Radio. The podcast starts live, 646-929-1480. And now your host, Antichrist 73 and Ancap Dalek. Dalek, what a nice uh, introduction. And uh, it's great to be here on the, on the radio with you again. It's uh, been a little while. Uh, you know, it, we do our, our shows a little sporadic. Uh, I, I still haven't really... Uh, Figured out how to uh, balance uh, this with the real world, but uh, but I'm getting there. Um, but uh, it's been great, man. Uh, yeah, we I think we first met with Vince in the Bay, and uh, and and uh, Russell League Radio is going on there, and uh, we talked about doing something, and uh, it, one of the greatest attributes you have is you're fearless and uh you know here was um, a, a, a pretty hardcore group of uh good trolls um with russell league and you would just like get right in the mix there uh with, with tear coil shadow you know rebels of softy but uh i really admired that and um you know i i, I i'm not that familiar with 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 this whole world, so you've kept me at it, and uh, we've had some great shows um, with with great content, and we've had some uh, fun shows with zero content. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, yeah, thanks to, to Vince, Rebel, Canadian, Glenn, Pop. I know you're mad at me. We'll get that figured out. I love you, and uh, and on with the show. Um, we do take callers. Um, call in at the top right above the uh, chat dialogue box there. Um, feel free to call in. makes the show much livelier, much better. Um, I'm, I'm back in Vermont um, after uh, being up and down the East Coast for uh, quite a few times, um, but most recently returned uh, 
from New York where I was at, at Flood uh, Wall Street. Um, I didn't go down for the um, the weekend um, protest. I think that was fairly well covered by the by the populace. Um, uh, I, did, I did some. Uh, I like taking pictures and, and video, and uh, I've never posted anything, but I may post these ones um, because uh, this was an interesting event. Um, I, I go to these um, events. Um, I often do believe in the causes um, that they represent or at least um, the ones that can be uh, coalesced into um, a fluid thought. Um, in a linear, uh, you know, uh, concise um, concept, um, but not a lot of the periphery um, and sort of bullshit. And uh, I oftentimes disagree, sometimes vehemently, with um, the strategy and tactics um, being deployed. Um, nonetheless, I uh, admire the people who do go out there um, especially people who work, you know, full-time jobs and uh, they got to take time off and do some, do this instead of do. something else. Uh, yep, chime in. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, are, we, are we having uh, BTR issues? Um, I don't know because I see... Uh, I don't. I don't. Well, I know I, that I sounds good. Is around there. You, you sound good. Um, so, so anyway, if 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 there, if any if I'm dragging or uh, cutting out, some just stay in the chat room. Yeah, he's dragging a little bit. That's standard operating procedure here on Third Rail Radio. He's got his finger in the wall Fuck socket me. the whole time. Fuck um, me. Am I really dragging? Uh, no, you're, you're in and out. Just just hold it steadfast. But um, so um, you know, and, and this uh, and this occupy or this this was uh, basically a um, you know uh, occupy organized event, flood Wall Street, um, and, and it, it it a lot of things um, on on the front of um, trying to make. Uh, the world um, a little a little better in, in whatever way you see that uh, being, and in this case, the climate, um, uh, you know, captures me. You know, the climate's fucked. Um, the cynic in me says that uh, as long as China continues doing what they're doing, uh, the rest of the world could together could cut carbon emissions uh, in five years, it wouldn't make a, a lick of difference. Um, so, uh, but nonetheless, um, I do uh, I do appreciate uh, the effort and the people and the, and the cause. Um, Alec, I, you, you are very um, involved in, in uh, organizing things, uh, sort of being um, a spearhead for certain things. You do your cop block thing. Um, uh, you know, I see uh, your YouTube channel. Um, what is, did you did you hear anything about this Flood Wall Street event? Um, did it hit the, uh, you know, the airwaves out in Colorado? Well, not really much. I know that I heard it around the internet. 
parts because of you and everybody else, but um, not very much, and I hope I'm still not dragging. It's still dragging a little. Um, Damn it! So, so essentially, um, yeah, I guess if you weren't in the Mid-Atlantic area, is the word on this didn't get out very, uh, very far. But what it was was, as we all probably know, there was a huge climate march um, in New York. Um, the weekend before the UN meets about everything except the climate, it seems, um, if you read, read any of the uh, praises coming out of those, those uh, malarkey meetings, um, um, you know, to, to sort of draw a line in the sand to use uh, one of the organizers' words um, about the climate, uh, Naomi Klein, who um, is a Canadian activist and author and who I, I have a lot of respect for, and her books are excellent. Um, uh, her first book, Shock, Shock Doctrine, got a little blown up in the conspiracy world, but nonetheless, it's a sound piece of work um, and should be read. Um, she was one of the, the organizers or, or spokespeople, and... Um, uh, it, you know, I have a ton of respect for her, and it, you know, I think she used the uh, the phrase, uh, you know, uh, I should, of course, it escaped me. It's something to the fact of, you know, this is the point of no return. It all changes from here. Um, something of that effect. So, uh, some dramatic language used for the whole weekend. Um, now we have we have a couple of inherent problems with the premise of the whole. Uh, this whole event and events like this um, as they continue. Um, Hello? Yeah. Yeah, uh, sorry, I didn't want to miss the show. Uh, I was in the queue for a while, so I thought I would go to the washroom. I'm sorry. No, no worries, man. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh Uh-oh. Oh. 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 oh, oh, God! What is going on here? I'm not sure. That that was uh, that was a a, a fairly um, sophomoric attempt at uh, a troll, I think. I what? But, but I either way, well, oh uh, man. Um, I th- is everything okay and uh, in the washroom? Schmoop understudy, indeed. <laughs> um, but anyway, so going on. Uh, yeah, Naomi Klein, um, you know, used some dramatic and I think necessary language to sort of lay this uh, weekend out. And then Flood Wall Street, which occurred on Monday, um, was, uh, you know, was a non corporate sanctioned um, uh, event to kind of cap the weekend off. Um, And going back to what I was um, saying about sort of one of the inherent problems with events like this, and uh, I think this is one of the things that has been born out of the Occupy movement, um, has been, uh, just like the other side of the equation, um, this uh, um, insertion of money um, into uh, left politics um, and using um, 
a lot of young people uh, who find it difficult um, to find uh, productive employment um, to sort of be uh, their mouthpieces and, and also their muscle um, and uh, and their arrestees um, to push an agenda um, that is really rooted in part um, in the fear of losing the upcoming midterm elections. Um, you know, and it's and uh, Occupy Wall Street changed um, whether you like it or not. Um, that that proper noun Occupy um, is firmly rooted in our in our lexicon now, um, and it has made people uh, talk about um, things that Occupy represented or or said they represented. Um, you know, in a much more open manner than than was uh, the situation before. Um, but uh, you know, so and I saw this really come to a crux at this um, at this uh, oh, the weekend. Um, of course, the attention that it garners for the catastrophic state of our climate um, is great. Um, but you know what? If if you don't know that this the climate that every natural biological system on this planet is in a state of collapse, then you know what? The fact that you hear it now probably is not going to make a big difference um, because you either don't give a fuck um, or you're as dumb as a bag of rocks. So um, again, um, but this turned out to be um, a, a, a completely corporate um, event uh, from starting last Thursday all the way through Sunday. Um, you know, and by corporate, I also include um, unions, labor groups, um, the big environmental NGOs um, in, in that uh, definition of corporate. Um, you know, you could use it state. Uh, as a synonym, as a synonym, um, and uh, you know what what needs to be kept um, at the forefront of everybody's mind when this happens um, is that really what's going on is, is the argument um, or uh, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable um, becomes diluted. Um, and starts to, uh, you know, go from two clear sides um, down a long point on a horizon where eventually they'll get so close that they might as well intersect. And that will lead to the same result, the same outcome, um, as if you just let the bad guys, whoever the bad guys are, run the show from the get-go. Um, but, uh, <laughs> all right, who's going to sing Rebel of Bedtime song? My, uh, my singing voice is a little out. But, Dallas, add, 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 in, add in here. How, uh, cause, you know, I know you're aware of this. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I was about to say, you know, this, it really crystallized, uh, for me on Monday, um, being at this event and watching it, um, 
And first of all, seeing like the same faces, which isn't a bad thing at all. Um, but there was a there was a definite um, difference in in demeanor, in delivery of um, you know of speeches, of uh, instructing instructions on direct action. Um, it, it, you know, it it just doesn't. It doesn't seem to be uh, enough of a contrast um, to affect any real change. Um, but what do you think of that analysis, Alex? Even though they use actually a, a narrative that is quite more the same thing, well, it is basically the same, just different wordings and stuff. But I think what that you really should do, if you're really going to do it, is actually a better philosophy or a, a bigger understanding of what's going around on the world and straight telling But that's just my opinion. All right. Great point. A, 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 a better philosophy. How about a correct? How about a correct byline or uh, thesis? Um, for um, for the action, um, you know, capitalism um, is equals climate chaos. Um, that that's an empty slogan. That's a bumper sticker that can be reproduced quickly and easily. That means nothing. First of all, we don't live in a capitalist fiduciary system. We haven't lived in a capitalist fiduciary system. Um, you know, the actual date is debatable, um, but it really maybe starts, uh, you know, with Roosevelt um, and goes, uh, you know, all the way up when Glass-Steagall um, was enacted. And um, this was, you know, all these things were the, uh, you know, the result of and the blowback on the robber barons and the Great Depression and um, the accumulation of wealth um, in the hands of the few. Um, and the blowback was the New Deal, the Great Society, um, welfare, food stamps, Social Security, um, these uh, social um, nets, uh that I think all all human beings deserve. Uh, let me be clear about that. But when you start to get into that sort of endeavor and the government regulates it and the government mandates it, um, and uh, if you don't follow it, you go to jail, now you're leaving a free market system. Um, and if you leave free markets, then you're no longer in the neighborhood of capitalism. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, it's, we went through a uh, couple of wars and um, things started getting better. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, Lyndon Johnson, uh, who it's no secret he was a racist, um, a redneck, an ignoramus, um, and pretty much just a, a, a general misanthrope. Um is the one who, uh, you know, was under his 
presidency that all of um, sort of the, the the left liberal, and of course he was a Democrat um, out of convenience, not not ideology, um, but he was um, the one who enacted the legislation and, and put into law pretty much every social um, uh, net that now through um, 2020 hindsight has been shown to do a lot of damage things like uh, you know um, you know just un unfettered welfare um, the, the subsidy of everything and that goes from farm to people um, but I find that interesting but anyway I digress so we haven't lived in a capitalist society for a long time um, may, maybe never uh, the second thing is we don't live in a in a democratic society. Our financial system, I guess, could be uh, best described as a corporate plutocracy um, that now is veering um, into uh, fascism um, with the militarization of our police state. Um, so this so this bumper sticker euphemism. Um, you know, capitalism equals climate. Um, it, it's misdirected. Um, it's inaccurate. Um, another um, uh, sort of very clear and definitive move away from capitalism um, in our financial history um, is the fact that we now live. Um, you know, in a in a culture where all the people on Wall Street are are money managers, um, they don't they 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 have their own wealth, sure, but all this wealth that that sort of this movement was, you know, um, uh, directed against, um, it, you know, it 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 doesn't uh, make any sense to direct it at the people who are managing the money for the people who are actually running the corporations that um, are, are clearly, uh, you know, putting profit over um, being human. Um, so, um, you know, so this uh, where managers uh, manage money and, Barely any um, people who make the money are in control of their own money, um, whether it's sliced up in hedge funds or um, derivatives, um, bonds, um, you know, uh, and then of course offshore. So that's another another step away from capitalism, um, you know. So again, to get the precise nature of um, of your uh, grievance against the state and to use the right language to describe it and articulate it, um, you know, I think it's really important and I think it's been a clusterfuck um, in the whole uh, Occupy movement from day one, um, the lack of, of a cohesive message, and it, that doesn't mean that all the messages uh, need to be um, the same, or that there can't be one message. 
but if there if there are different threads um, that are being simultaneously addressed, then it's even more important to articulate um, each grievance uh, in a clear and concise manner. Um, you know, I, I, I find it puzzling that, that they don't, with all these, like, brainy, hipster people in this movement, that they can't find anybody to write, like, five, you know, uh, clever little uh, synopsis for each for each grievance that probably we all uh, have, you know, and, you know, money inequality, the climate, um, you know, I guess from there it's a it's a it's a toss up. Um, but if if you don't have a planet to live on, then then that becomes an issue. Um, but uh, anyway, Dallas, do we have any callers? Uh, so from what I've heard, this is one on King Street. How's everybody what? doing? Good, how are you? I am well. Who is this? K Street. Yo, how are you, man? What's up, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. You you figured out the old uh the rigmarole to get in here. Right. I finally did. Right on. So uh we're we're talking about Wall Street. I'm I'm sort I'm not I'm not trying to uh rag on it, but I I, I am uh just try to you know see what I see what I saw, um, and uh, knowing you, um, I'm sure I'm sure uh, that you you have something to say about it. Absolutely. Um, and first, I'm jealous that you got to go down. I didn't get a chance to make it up there, but um, dude, I wish you had. You know me. I it was so spur of the moment I was going to go, then I was going to go, then I was going to go, and then I just was like, fuck it, boy. Yeah. My <laughs> my biggest issue with all of them is, and and right now, um, and I, I sit at the, the bottom, you know, level of the economy. So I can see, you know, I work in the service industry, so I can see when people are starting to you know, hedge their funds. They're not going out to eat as often. They're not going out to bars. And that that's when consumer confidence, you know, starts to drop is when the people aren't going out shopping, when they're not going out to eat. And that's the first sign of, you know, a recession. And we never really came out of the last big one. I mean, this was the biggest since the 30s. And what I've seen in the last two months in this industry, uh, four restaurants in my area, mine included, have closed down. The restaurant that I'm working at now is probably on the verge. And, you know, nobody's really seeing this or talking about it yet. The Dow went down 260 points yesterday, something like that. What what pisses me off is every time the economy goes down like this, you know, money disappears, right? So people's pension funds, um, people's investments, their 401ks, anything that's invested in Wall Street, 
Yeah, that money disappears. They lose that money. Except that money doesn't physically disappear. It goes somewhere. And that that's what upsets me, you know, with these situations is anytime there's a recession, the rich get richer. They make a ridiculous profit margin off of recessions. Why do you think we do a 10-year boom and bust cycle? You know, and and, it, and at this point now, it's a five-year boom and bust cycle. 08, you know, was... was yeah, no, seven. you make a great point. Like like so many other things in, in the world, the cycles um, are getting shorter. They are. Uh, they Absolutely. Gotta, you know they gotta. Uh, I, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's an it's an endless cycle. I tell you, um, and you know the the service industry um, is sort of the canary in the coal mine. Uh, it, it absolutely is on both ends, whether you're a nurse or or uh, a, a mixologist like yourself, you know, or a chef like me. And, um, you know, we get smaller, the nurses get busier. Um, and it, 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 it really is, um, it's striking to see, um, you know, up here, um, it's the beginning of foliage and usually places are packed. Um, today was my, uh, uh, 15 year wedding anniversary. I had an, an awesome day and, uh, was out and about all day with my wife and um uh it was slow it was so slow man places that year after year we've been to that are usually packed um were were really slow um what and and I think there are some variables that make this cycle um a little a little more um or a little less predictable um and if <laughs> <laughs> bring that fucking maple syrup pour on here. Um, but, uh, um, you know, so slow, um, you know, that it's, it's, it's shocking. You and I have talked about this before, you know, it, it, the um, consolidation and the quickening of the cycles go hand in hand. And, and you know, freestanding independent restaurants and last year in, uh, you know, the the, the uh, latest gentrified, gentrified <laughs> neighborhood, um, you're not going to make it, you know. Uh, I'm going to be left eating fucking chilies up here if, uh, if I choose to dine out, which I don't very often. Um, but, uh, um, you know, so, so back to this like, Wall Street thing, um, you know, I, I, I'm having, I guess I'm having trouble piecing together. Um, and again, uh, don't get me wrong. Um, I understand the, the symbolism. Um, and I, and I, I was there. Um, I liked being there. Um, you know, but I also like to, to, to try to, we've been, we've been protesting for a long time, you know, sit in getting arrested in the street. It, it, it isn't, isn't, these aren't, these aren't like uh, you know uh, out, of, out of the box thinking, um, you know. And bless uh, Lisa Fissy and um, 
you know, but this isn't fucking 1975 anymore, and we're not protesting news. Um, and uh, the, the time, the time frame um, has, uh, has has changed drastically. Um, you know, we, 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 you know, time is of the essence. Um, uh, you know, if you really look into um, the data and the research um, by, uh, you know, the articles that are really hard to read because they're boring as fuck, um, those are the ones you have to read um, because they are the ones that are based on numbers, ones and zeros, and tell the truth, and the truth is not pretty. Um, you know, if the pH of the ocean drops another, like, 0.01, uh, towards uh, the low side, um, and uh, you know the base of the of the food chain, um, krill and plankton, um, you know go away, then that cascade of uh, toppling cards um, will go down fast. Um, you know, wa- water. Uh, water is a fucking joke. Like. Uh, you know, California is stealing water from anybody and everybody that they can um, who can't defend it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The, the, the California water situation um, is probably the, you know, the, the most epic example of what we're going to go through in the next 50 years because it's not going to get better. And they, and they built this in the desert. There's there was an article on Salon, I believe. It was either Salon or Slate. Um that the the Uber wealthy in California are now trucking in water to water their lawns, to water the golf courses, to fill their pools. And we're hearing about it in California, but it's just as bad in Arizona, New Mexico, et cetera. Yeah. And it's exactly. only gonna continue to get worse for these people. And you, it, it makes sense. And they were like, well, didn't Arizona just flood? When you're dried out like that and you do get residual rainfall from a hurricane that hit Baja, Mexico, it it, it has nowhere to go. The earth can't soak it up fast enough. It just washes away. It You need steady rainfall. Yeah, it's interesting to, to how rebuild that works. the aquifers. And the yeah, same how- thing goes underneath the Midwest. The Midwest, and I'm from Kansas, and the Alugula uh, aquifer that pretty much, you know, does all the farmland, Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, the Alugula, something like that, the aquifer. It's the main aquifer under the Midwest, and it's what they use to, you know, feed all their crops. And it's been shrinking and is now, I think, at like 40%. And the other concern with that is all the fracking that they're doing now is tainting that aquifer. So you've got to wonder at what point, you know, does, does immediate profit versus, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, doom, you know, where, where do you hit that, that, uh, you know, I guess that, that tipping point 
Right. Um, exactly, and I, and I, and that that is that's like the underlying message of 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 my commentary and sort of what I came away from from uh, this event feeling was, um, you know, that that going that next step. Um, because I mean, let, let's be frank. You know, going through a radical change is not fun. It's not fucking a barrel of monkeys. It's gonna be painful. It'll be painful on a societal level, um, but it should last much less long than the alternative, which is forever. It's it's not about big balls in the street and big long posters. And again, okay. I. I appreciate the symbolism. And, I, I do. Let me let me just jump in. It's the Ogalala aquifier, uh, yeah. and I put in the chat room uh, an uh, uh, article from the Washington Post. Uh, oh my! How long before it runs out of water? Well, I mean, you know, the water system—they're stealing from Peter to pay Paul. As, as, exactly. eventually, eventually, the water the water just all runs out. Um, I mean, you know, the levels of the Great Lakes, the Mississippi, um, it's all it's all going away. You know, um, I love uh, Derek Jensen, um, who uh, uh, is an author. I wish he was around. He was around more because he had um, a fairly black and white. Uh, 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 you know, concept of how things needed to change and how that change change needed to come around. Um, can never remember the name of uh, uh, his death sieve and sieve um, was like his blockbuster books, but he has books, but he has like uh, five and sieve, and then it became a a documentary. But that's another another good book, um, you know, and, uh, you know, his, his philosophy, um, which was essentially, you know, like at, at what point do you, do you really, um, stake your tether and he used a, a like a native American analogy, but, and, and say, look, no more. Um, and, uh, it's not just about, about protesting, but it's about, um, Starting, uh, you know, to uh, reciprocate um, the damage that's being done onto uh, us um, back onto the system. Uh, now, I'm I'm not advocating, uh, you know, violence, um, but you don't have to go um, from sort of a, a carnival festival thing as people were arrested. Um, you know, all the way to violence. There is an, a medium. There is a shade of gray in there. Um, you know, because again, um, if that shade of gray isn't found, then then the the, the um, you know we will be forced into a corner, and we're animals, and any animal that's forced into a corner um, will go on on um, a, a manic attack. Um, an uncalculated but uh, ferocious attack, and um, you know I don't think that, that that would be good for anybody. Um, 
might be fun, but you know, that's just kind of my, my twisted side. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, so, you know, and I, I know, Kay, that you're, you're, you know, you're not scared to get right out there. We've been to a couple of events together. Um, uh, you know, you work like a fucking dog. Um, like what, what, what sort of event would bring you back out in the street? Like, you know, when you're, when you're brainstorming at home, I'm like, fuck this. I can't believe this is happening. This is what we got to do. Like what comes into your mind? As far as to, to get back in the streets? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I, what, I wanted to be, what, I wanted to be in Ferguson. I was super frustrated about that situation. That's going to blow up again. I, you know, I, I talked to some people that were on the ground there, and and you know that's only a, a couple hours from where I grew up, so to me Ferguson was home, you know. I mean it was Missouri and not Kansas, but you know that I I wanted to be in the streets there. Um, I'm definitely planning on you know the fifth, obviously you know. We're gonna do the million mass march again. Okay, here now here's here's an event that that every every year for like four years, um, uh, remember remember the fifth of November, um, it, it has, um, and for lack of a better term, it has awesome propaganda. The videos come out early. There's already um, some pretty good videos out there by uh, Anonymous um, for it. Um, and and how how has the uh, you've been to a couple of those? How have they gone? Like, is the turnout good? Uh, last one, I don't know, maybe fifteen hundred tops. I mean, not not what I was hoping. Are you at liberty to say which one you were at geographically? Yeah, DC. Fifteen hundred in DC. And and they and they're they're all over the country, right? Yeah, they're everywhere. The, the world. one in London looked like it had a pretty good turnout. The one yeah, that the one, actually was the one in at, London was huge last year. Yeah, the one that they actually did at Trafalgar Square, like from V for Vendetta, like that scene, they actually had a really good turnout. Dude, that was crazy, man. I I I had my suspicions that a movie studio was involved with that. Because it was pretty well orchestrated. Yeah, it, it was. But you know, when you go back to the the roots of Anonymous and you look at, at you know, the the Scientology protests and stuff, London's always had a pretty good turnout. You know, yeah. in, in all of our protests. Um, yeah. In fact, for like sort of the dysfunctionality, I don't know what state Anonymous in the U.S. is in right now. It's sort of always. It's people our age, it's people that think like us that have been living under David Cameron for so many years. You know, just like in South America anonymous goes fucking off. Um, you know, the Middle East anonymous goes, you know, does awesome. Um well, I mean, in my humble opinion, but South America specifically, man, um, they seem to be a, a pretty a pretty cohesive group. Um uh, they were they were a little quiet, quiet during the World Cup, but uh, no, no, dude, I'm so fucking 
so fucking hot right now, bro. Bro, I'm so fucking hot, dude. I've had... I've smoked like 20... I've smoked like 20 fucking plants today, bro. I've smoked 20 plants. Do you even fucking smoke that? Thanks for joining us. Um, we're we're riffing about uh, um, all all things uh, glum, um, and just had a little little uh, Falstaffian comic uh, interlude there, which I always appreciate. Um, Canadian Glenn is with us. Uh, guest five nine zero two, welcome. Guest five nine seven one, welcome. Guest five nine eight zero, welcome. Blue Vino, call in. Vincenzo, call in. Dude, I am Juan, calling in. Oh, Vincenzo's on the phone. Excellent. Well, Kelly, who I talked to from Times Square, I so I, I kind of just bombed down in New York. I got in at like 2 in the morning. Um, uh, I, I loathe Times Square, but I had this weird magnetic draw to it at like 2 in the morning. And... Um, I went into the middle of Times Square, and if you haven't been to New York City lately, um, all the cafes like along around um, Times Square, they now leave the metal folding chairs and tables um, just willy-nilly out in the street, um, you know, on the closed side of the street. Um, And homeless people... uh, um, populate that area like I've never seen in my entire life in New York. That was actually something that I had never seen in New York. Um, just laying about in these sort of corridors where the cafes are open and bustling in the day. Um, I, I grabbed one of these uh, folding chairs and, and took it to the middle time square, sat in the chair, um, and uh, and tried to induce a uh, grand mal seizure um, from all the lights. Uh, That's awesome. But no, I, but uh, yeah, it was actually awesome. Um, uh, it was pretty, pretty cool. A lot of characters around, and then I smoked a spliff right there on that chair. So, so it, those were good times. And and then from there, on K on K's recommendation, I went tried I started to head to Washington Square Park uh, to see if I could find a chest, but um, came across a. Uh, an open boxing gym. Um, when I say open, it was open to the street, um, and they were boxing in there, and it was fucking badass. Um, so you didn't go play chess? No, I did. I got a little distracted. I got a God. little sidetracked without Blue Vino. There's, um, there's, nothing, there's nothing like playing chess in Washington Square Park at 4 o'clock in the morning. If you had hopped on that motorcycle and been there, then I would have played. I would have been a little intimidated to just go in there and play. My game's not that strong, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the boxing was pretty fucking cool, too. Um, but so anyway, so Adventures in New York. Um, is uh, is Glenn on the line, Dally? Furious typing. Dally. All right, he's, he's screaming calls. Dallas, if you can hear me, bring everybody on. Um, Glenn, Glenn always has some great insight. He brings up some really interesting points about uh, 
water and uh all right, Glenn's in the queue, so if uh if I'm if, on. Oh, right on. Excellent. Um so you, you were making some really interesting points about uh about your your uh your homeland um having um twenty percent of uh of the world's water, um which I think you were alluding to the fact that it, it will become a target, um most likely by its southern neighbor at some point. Oh, definitely. I think it'll only be a matter of time before war is fought not over oil, but over fresh water. Yes, that, and that's why I brought up Derek Jensen. Thank you for bringing me back to that point. The it, war it, on it, water. There's a, book, there's, a, there's a great book about that, actually. Well, Maude yeah. Barlow is, Maud Barlow's written a couple books. I mean, she's uh, basically known as the world's preeminent freshwater expert. And uh, she's been at the UN and led all kinds of studies and bullshit like that. And she's she's actually the head of the Council of Canadians. And uh, read her books if you want to know what's coming about fresh water. Yeah, it's it's not pretty at all. No. In my life? Yeah, you're everybody's life. life. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. I didn't. I didn't. Alive. I didn't hear an announcement. Um, Welcome. Yeah, this whole war on this and that war on all of this stuff, I think in general, it should be referred to as uh, government, because that's all government has ever been. It's always been it's any any time in history. When has there ever been any form of government of, or any rulership that has ever actually been for the people? It's always been tongue in cheek against the people. Okay, well, what can we get away with before they fucking chop our heads off and shit? And All right, so yeah, absolutely a hundred percent. So here, how like will, will, do you do anything in in your life um, and and Right now, I really don't do anything in my life to move myself away from from that narrative that, that you just described. Um, I'd like to. Um, sometimes I think I am. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm still pretty much uh, right right uh, in, in on the tracks of, of, the, of uh, the system that's been laid out for me. Are there any, like, pragmatic things to move away from that system? Well, uh, I, I don't know if it's move away so much as using it against them. Check. One, two. <laughs> Tess, is this thing on? Is this thing on? No. No, it's not. I, I can't hear Mike you. Mike, check. Mike, nope. check. Mike, check. One, nope. two. Hey, I got hey, nothing, hey. dude. I got nothing. Mike, check. Is this a general? Is this a, are we doing a people's assembly now? Mic check, mic check. We are uh, downward twinkles, downward twinkles, downward twinkles. No, the proper way to do a mic check is to say, is to say cheesy fish sticks because you get all of the hard consonants in there. What's going on right now? Uh, you guys earlier were talking about New York. So I just wanted to give a big up to Derek Jeter, who I guess played his last game ever. Fucking right, the captain. You, mean, know, you know what? I, I, I'll join. I'll join in that salute. He's a class act, man. You better believe it. Derek Jeter's the man. 
hell of a baseball player, but more importantly, as far as I know, um, which isn't much, but he's a he's a pretty decent dude too, right, Vince? I have no idea. I have no clue. I don't know him personally, but he seems like a pretty stand-up guy. He's never anybody he, you see, like, you know, on TMZ or any shit like that. He's, he was he's on, no he was on the same team for, what, uh, his entire career? Nobody does that yep. anymore. Cal Ripken, that's about it. Forget yeah, George Cal Ripken's Brett. about it. George and Brett. no felonies, though, right? He hasn't, like, knocked his life out or anything, right? Yeah, well, the thing yeah, about... You no, know, still playing, you know, top-quality baseball. The thing about, thing about Derek Jeter is he's played for the Yankees for close to 20 years. He's never been in a scandal. He's never been caught doping. He's never been suspended. Nothing. He's a throwback. He's a, just a baseball player. That's it. Yeah. He's not a freak. Yeah. yeah. And Rifkin was as well. Yes. Um, is George Steinbrenner still ambulatory? Dude, that guy's been dead for like five years, bro. He, oh, yeah. sorry. I, George I Brett. Like, Somebody says George I, Brett in the chat room. Yeah, great player for the Royals. Uh, what do you mean, no yeah. scandal? You have the pine, pine uh, tar Pine tar. Come on. Give me a break. He was a good player. Oh, Come on. Don't tell me you did that scandal. Couple, we have a couple baseball Yeah, He has, one of, the, he has one of the most like classic scandals of all time. Against the Yankees. Yeah. A pitcher this season had like a, a, <laughs> a ball of hash up on the mound. He was rubbing on the ball, I saw. It. Oh, I, mean, I don't know what it was, man, but it looked like fucking black heart heroin is what it looked like. Oh, is that what it was? I wouldn't know, but I'm saying that's what it looked like to me from the pictures from the old uh, Say No to Drugs thing. <laughs> um, uh, Vince, did you hear anything about this uh, flood Wall Street thing? Flood Wall Street. Um, I I was totally blindsided by it. I woke up. What was it? Uh, Saturday. I don't even. Wasn't. I don't even know. Whatever day it was, I woke up and I thought I like had a, was having a dream or something that. Out of nowhere, Occupy just like reappeared, but their name. And then I found out it was just just environmentalists doing it. So that seems to be the thing. You know, you just take your 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 cause and do it do it at Wall Street, do it in front of the bull, and then uh, then you know you'll get some coverage. I, I well, think just, the, uh, it it did seem like that. You know, um, for the coverage. Um, and uh, that that whole uh, mic check thing that some somebody needs to really oh just... it's terrible you know the the whole thing the whole idea behind the human fucking microphone is the fact that you don't have an actual megaphone to use dude it is the most retarded annoying thing I mean <laughs> it's, it's annoying megaphone at a fucking pawn point. shop man I mean you know, Jesus. It, what's worse is when it's used incorrectly. When they are, when they actually have a megaphone, they they don't actually need to like amplify by you know re- saying things over and over over like hundreds of uh, hundreds of thousands of people. It's only like a hundred people. Come on, it's like a megaphone. No, you don't have to repeat know? shit. It just becomes like I don't know, man. It, it, Redundant. Like, I feel like I, I'm I'm watching a cult. Scary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, 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 this was a big affect that came across to me about this whole thing. It was 
it was so cultish. There, there were five people um, who were essentially the cheerleaders for the event, and these they, these these people could have been out of out of uh, uh, you know Jim Jones, um, and, and they the, they looked so fake. Like they yeah. were acting People so. Drink it. That sounds know, like a GA. And um, it, it, they were, you know, and I, I talked to, um, you know, a couple of people who got the same sort of vibe um, as I did. And, like, you know, um, the fact of the matter is that, that several, quite a few people came out of Wall Street with careers. Um, who showed up at Occupy Wall Street, um, you know, kind of out-of-work college people, bright, um, some qualifications, but really nothing um, that that was making them, uh, you know, get up excited every day. And quite a few people came out of Occupy with with jobs, um, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, But you can't misrepresent yourself. Um, by saying you're doing something um, because you're compelled to do it um, because uh, it's the way you feel and you think it's the right thing to do as opposed to doing it because it's part of your job description. Um, You're getting a little bit closer to something I wanted to mention on all that that stuff. And this goes for all sides, no matter what your viewpoint is. I think humanity has a trust issue, and it's Absolutely. not that they don't. It's not that they don't trust enough. It's that the, holy shit, do they trust way too much? They just will just buy into anything, on both sides. On both sides, they'll drink each other's Kool Aid and just completely believe a bunch of hogwash or a bunch of which. I, and you know what? Here's the part though that gets me is that nobody just says I don't know, instead of uh, I believe this way or that way. There's a secret hidden choice, and that's I don't fucking know because I'm not the expert. And I'm not saying we should leave it to the experts because I don't fucking know that they're experts either. So how about we just fucking leave it? And nobody does that. Nobody fucking just says, let's just leave that because, first off, that asshole in office, I'm pretty sure he's not a goddamn expert. What the fuck did he ever do in his stupid-ass life? He's an old fuck. And he's never done shit for anyone except for himself. And all it had ever amounted to was that Cherry sits in and fucking demands that this happens and that happens. And then fucking does anybody else get a say? No, they don't. So is he a fucking expert? No, he's not. Yet we're supposed to believe that these are the people who get to say, oh, yes, uh, you're qualified to drive a car. Fuck you. You don't even drive a car. You get people driving you around. I don't think you could fucking drive a car. And we're just supposed to just fucking just put up with all this bullshit, and it's it's escalating. It's all it's all this shit, and then you get corporate takeover of of the government itself, just like fascism, and uh, you see the same shit that happens over and over and over and over, and it 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 amazes me that people just trust. Why do you trust? Why do people just trust? I don't even care what it is. is. It's a scientist. Oh, but he's a scientist. Yeah, okay, he's a scientist. So says who? Says who? Well, he went to school. Did you fucking go prove that he went to a school? Well, no, I didn't. Okay, so you're just believing that because someone said they went to a school and they're a scientist that they are, which, yeah, that's probably likely. But either way, um, 
fucking MIT scientist said, essentially all scientists work for the government. Okay, well, then fuck all this shit, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, fuck, if if they're all paid by the government, oh, there's no fucking way in the world they could ever be biased, right? Or just make up shit because they're... But they want money, right? I mean, you're, if you're a scientist and you want to keep going in science, what are you going to do? You, you need, need money to survive. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you, and you we, need universities hang on, to hang on. Large universities Can we step back? Can we step back? By two, by two ways, right? Athletics and grants from the can government. We, hang on. Can we step back just a bit? Because he made a brilliant point. Um, some of the most great conversations I've ever had with anybody, uh, the most intellectual conversations, um, even if they completely differed on my point of view, ended up with us agreeing on this simple fact. I don't know. He doesn't know. And and that's that's the kind of conversation that, that needs that needs to happen more often. What's going on over there? Hey, I got a question. I got a question. I have a question. I have a question. I want to get your your opinion on something. Who are you talking to? Uh, the, the whole panel. The whole panel, of course. Um, what the hell is going on here? There's something going on in the background. I, I feel like it's a person that needs medical attention. Is there foam coming out of this person's mouth? Are you familiar with the Fabstar people? Like the, the people that have all the Fabstar accounts? I don't even know what that is. If that is true, you better say hello. But uh, Vincenzo, go ahead. I keep hearing fucking Wall Street over and over again. That's all I hear. And and flip. It's not coming to me. I, I know sometimes Dalek has a soundboard here. What the fuck What the hell is going on here? It's smooth. It's smooth. Smooth. If that is you, you better at least say hello. Then you can go back to. But if I lost you, then I lost you. Then I lost you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is. Is this like his? Uh, who is, is that? That's Schmoop doing that? I don't know. If it is, I mean, it's it's a brilliant troll. I get it. I get it. It's like it's it's pretending to rap seriously, but so far away from the phone that no one can really understand what the hell he's saying. He's doing like an Andy Kaufman fucking Peter Sellers at the end of his life bit right now. Right. We we should do a whole show on Andy Kaufman. What, what, Why? Because he's uh, right? uh, a, he's either like one of the best trolls in the world, or one of those people who really does like walk on the line of of insanity and genius. But I I, I find it fascinating, and I think he's a, most likely uh, one of the best performance artists. Um, you know, I know not everybody got his art, but he's one of the best about, about performance art. Vince, did, you need to ask what you were going to ask. Yeah, you were about to ask the panel something. Uh, I totally forgot what was going on. I got uh, <laughs> you know, 
there was a lot of uh, stuff going on, so it was hard to focus really. And I'm multitasking. So uh, I'm sorry. Repeat the question. Um, well, well, I, you were the one that was supposed to ask the question. Oh, yeah. These Favstar people. Are you familiar with you the Fav, Favstar account users? No. Nope. Nope. Oh, okay. I'm getting some nasty echo from somebody. I don't know if you're, somebody's on their uh, whatever, has their stereo on the background, whatever. Not stereo, but whatever. Um, they're like these accounts that seem like real people, and they're funny, and they're almost like comedians, but they don't present themselves as comedians, but they're all connected through Fabstar, and they're totally like team follow-back. Um it's just weird. It's like a weird. I almost want to say like it's sort of like Fab a with a V, with a V, not a V is in Victor, right? Um, I think it's like F A V S T A R. Yeah, I think I I Fab might Star F M something like that. Hang on, it's starting to sound familiar. I think I might have run into stuff like that, but I'm Dude, not there's, exactly sure there's what they are. Thousands of these people. It's weird, right? And they all retweet They're each other. Then. And Dude, bots. I think they are. I think they are. Yeah, I think they're they, all I, bots. I, I don't think they're even... They might be just taking random quotes from, like, comedians' material that's on the Internet and just tweeting it out as one-liners. Huh. Yeah, they could They could be scraping off keywords, and they see a tweet, and bang, it's out there. That's boom. heavy-duty heavy, heavy bot shit. That's basically what Truthorbot is, right? No, the original, the original Favstar was if you got, like, 50 favorites on a tweet, it would, like, retweet you, and it had a lot of followers, and then it just spread into a bunch of other bots. It's a cult, dude. It's a cult of weird... It's either a cult of weird, weird, funny... Really funny people... You're in a maybe... fucking culty mood tonight, Vince. What the hell, man? Oh no! Just one of the the many things I'm following here um, around the globe. Um, oh, here in the United States, we are going to be looking for a new attorney general. I want to nominate Ms. Becker as the attorney general. I think she'd be great. <laughs> I, I second that hey, nomination. I've got a okay. nomination. Yeah. What? Uh, it's the lamp in my living room. I nominate my lamp. Uh, can you send me a picture of your lamp's tits, and I'll consider it. <laughs> what, you know that, what in, that infamous. It's a uh, well. I mean, I could change the wattage. I mean, uh, I've got an LED bulb in there, so the wattage is really low, but it puts out the same amount of light. Which, hey, I think that accounts for something, and it deserves a fucking seat. You know, dude, you're you're you're, you're single with no children. Your carbon for. I am not single with no children. You're high on drugs. I am fucking. Oh, I'm fucking. That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm I, fucking. No, I'm married with one kid, and I've got a yeah, daughter on the way. My apologies. I, I get the two of you guys sometimes mixed up. Who? Me and Scott? Yeah, yeah. Scott's single. Yeah. Uh, Which, my, by my, the way, I'm, any I'm, uh, folks never would have known that. Scott, he is available. Oh, yeah. Just to throw him under the bus tonight. <laughs> He's out in Las Vegas, Nevada, just waiting. Dial one eight 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 seven two zero slut and fucking <laughs> in Vegas. Vegas is it, it, Vegas is not marrying country. That's where I got married. <laughs> 
my God, I'm batting all for two with you. Yeah, you are, dude. No, but like I moved out there to pursue a a musical career, and I met my wife out there on MySpace. Right on. Well, and that was seven years ago that we got married, and uh, I mean, it was. It's honestly, to be honest, it's great to get married in Vegas. I recommend it because it's cheap as hell. Um, you you could get married really fast. It's not one of them ordeals where, come on, I mean, let's all be honest. Who the fuck on earth actually likes to go to a wedding? I do. Oh, I wait, no, nobody said anything. See, wait, wait, none of open, us went, wait, hold, open, shut up, dude, open bar, me, right here. Nobody stopped me. Nobody stopped me. It was like I cricket. I get drunk in hot. Yeah, why else would you go? You wouldn't go otherwise. If if no, you I, heard of a wedding that wasn't like open bar, and they're like, no, you got to pay for everything, and it's full bar price, yeah, then you got to pay $6 for one beer, I'd be like, fuck this wedding. I'm out. I am Absolutely. not fucking going. <laughs> yeah, so nobody likes that. So in Vegas, yeah, dude, it's it's the best way to do a wedding. Because first off, you, just, you go to the fucking courthouse, you get your license for like $50, Fifty dollars. Where, where is it? Where you're at? Like a thousand, five hundred dollars. In my Vegas is fifty. Statement could be misconstrued. I said, you know, Vegas is a marrying land. It is marrying land to get married. It just doesn't seem like living there would be conducive to to. Uh, to you wouldn't think so. You you clearly defied defied the odds, or at least. Well, my, the thing with, here's the thing with Vegas. Everybody has the strip in mind, the the Las Vegas Strip, where all the casinos are. And that's like, it's like a couple miles. And Vegas is huge. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. They don't all fit on a couple miles where the casinos are. So there's culture everywhere, all over the place. It's yes, just like any other city. They got their good parts. They got their bad parts. They got the ghetto. They got the fucking... They have a Martin Luther King Boulevard, just like Chris Rock says in his stand-up. And, you know, and fucking, bring, yeah, bring this around, because I want to bring Glenn, Glenn into the conversation, if he's still with us. Uh, Glenn, how many uh, Canadian cities have a Martin Luther King Boulevard? Go. Zero. <laughs> what the fuck, man? He was a great fucking guy. <laughs> Goddamn racist Canadians. And he's not Canadian. Canadians over. <laughs> okay, how many American how many American cities have a Wayne Gretzky street? Oh, you really want me to go there? Do you want me to go there? I'll bet you well, I can I'll... fucking Google like I'm Googling right it now. right now. Fucking okay. someone. There might, there might be a street in Inglewood and there might be one in Glendale. That's it. Yeah. First, let me figure out how to spell it because I forget. Wayne <laughs> um, But Vegas is, you know, Vegas is in the middle of the desert. Um, they they've Vegas actually put in a lot of effort into water reclamation, um, and and they've actually done an outstanding job of uh, of of reclaiming gray water. Um, you know, and and so clearly it can be done, right? Um, we, have, we have laws in tons of states where gray water reclamation is illegal. That's crazy. Wait, here we go. Okay, hang on, dude. Wayne Gretzky Drive, where is it? Where's Look, that's in Canada. 
Edmonton. Um, wait, 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 wait. What about what about Terry Shavo Drive? What the fuck is it? It says. Why do we have a Terry Shavo Drive? It's in Canada. It's in Edmonton. It's in Edmonton. Fucking yeah, hell, it's where in I Edmonton. am. Is there, there is not anymore? How is there not any more? There's no fucking way. There's no more of those. There's well, not. Be I've already looked. Please. God damn it. We'll Did name fucking one? streets after Nancy Cunt Pelosi, but we won't name him after <laughs> fucking Wayne Gretzky, who was a fucking cartoon character along with who the fuck else was he a cartoon character with in that fucking show where it was like, who the fuck was it? Do you remember what I'm talking about? I was a little kid and it was Wayne Gretzky. It was like Michael Jordan or somebody. No, it was like Magic Johnson. I fucking can't remember. What the It's called being drunk. It's called being drunk. That was that was Wayne Gretzky uh, passing to Mario Lemieux behind the net. Sorry, there was no there was no uh, uh, commentary on that. How about Mario that Lemieux? I was looking for a good, I was looking for a classic Gretzky moment. I think that was actually from a hockey video game. Sounded oh, like yeah. it. The best one ever. Um, From behind the net. How about this uh, one? EA, EA Hockey. What's going on, for, uh, guys? I've got a very interesting clip to show you. Dude, these are all video games. I don't want to see the video game of Gretzky. I want to see the real thing. Man, is it that hard? Well, it's a probably conspiracy. The video game companies are propping up YouTube. And oh, NHL's got, got exclusive on everything too. I know you guys. I know you guys have some insight on this GamerGate thing. What What in the wide world of sports went on with that? Anybody know about that? Yeah, uh, some slut paid guys to make shitty games. That's it. That's basically what happened, right? And then, and, and then a bunch, a bunch of people. Uh, Driscoll with the puck, checked on the play by a threat. Right ahead for Gretzky, across the line, Gretzky back and goes! There you go, Gretzky scores. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Score! But that, yeah, but that's, the, that's essentially the thing. what happened, and then she got threatened and, and made a big ballyhoo out of it. Yeah, because that's what fame whores do. Right. Right. There didn't seem to be any attention paid to the to, to whether any of these threats were credible. Like it, it, if it wasn't like a twelve-year-old guy just threatening her. Yeah, uh, it was all. You know, it was all, it was all skitties and neckbeards. That's all it is. Right. Right. And so um, and so hence now um, there's going to be this this uh, uh, vulgar feminine feminist intrusion, not feminine, feminist intrusion into the gaming industry. Big deal. I Whoa, mean, her what game, are you talking her about? Game feminist intrusion into gaming. Intelligent radio. Do a barrel okay. roll. Okay, now what I mean, what I mean by f- feminist intrusion, I don't mean women 
in the gaming industry, I think that that uh, worship uh, Satan. That, that, that's oh vital. God! Is that you, Vince, doing that? Because if it is, you're being a fucking dick. <laughs> that's got that's got to be Vincenzo. No, I promise it's not you, Vince. Um, no, I'm not saying that, but I mean, I mean this like feminazi. Oh, sorry, what's like, that? Sorry, I was I was muted that whole time. Sorry, I was eating I was eating nachos. What what I miss? My headphones were on. I don't even know what happened. What happened? We're Nothing. Nothing. Uh, Satan. And chode. What would be the result? Okay, Snoops, you can stop. You know, you could always you mute Snoop. There's he a thought. Really been, really he hasn't do. really I been inserting this. anything into the conversation. I don't understand why you have someone unmuted that doesn't do anything. We try to go as far as we can to be an absolutely censor-free zone. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying, though. You're not censoring a person who doesn't talk. Well, but they are censoring themselves. If it is schmoops, it's schmoopism. But they were getting a little uh, egregious, so um, I agree. Uh, but just to clarify about the, the, you know, it's not not that I've, there should be women in the gaming programming coding industry. Absolutely. In fact, uh, there was a, a, a really strong um, female presence at the beginning of this of this whole uh, uh, endeavor. Um, and I don't know where the locker room mentality that sort of seems to pervade the, uh, the industry. Dude, there are tons and tons of women in technology. Right. Dude, so, but now so because of this date thing, now it's, now it's got to be taken to this dramatic melodrama level. Um, and and it's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, it, I think uh, Canadian Glenn essentially summed it up um, that's because a that's because a loser who can't make decent games wants to get some fame fagging out of it. That's all it is. I mean, it's gaming. Who gives a shit if it's made by a fucking horse? If it's a good game, that's all that matters. Absolutely. Yeah, nobody that I've ever met ever cared about who the fuck made the game. You know, aside from the maybe the name of the company, that might give you a hint as to whether or not, oh, they actually take a lot of time on those games. Like, you know, Ubisoft does a good job with Assassin's Creed. So you can pretty much guess they do a good job with their games. You know, and same with, like, Bethesda. Bethesda, oh, fuck, Bethesda's really great with Fallout. So Yeah, Bethesda's awesome. You know? So like right now, like how many women are in that business? I imagine it's a shitload. It's probably is it half and half? I don't fucking know. Do I right. care to fucking look into it? And am I going to buy the game based on how many fucking vaginas are in a building? Right. Well, and seriously, yeah, it comes down to that, motherfuckers. It comes down to that thought. Anyone who's listening to this, that is the thought you should have if you want to make shit about oh, it's about women. No, 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 just stop. It's about that small portion of uh, anatomy in the waist section, you need to think, but how many vaginas are in the building? Genitalia. Just the genitalia themselves, because it, uh, the rest of the human can be uh, shaped in any 
shape or fashion, uh, they can make them look uh, like a man or a woman otherwise. So well, so you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even know. They could go around and actually pose as a woman and not be a woman, and you wouldn't fucking know. Do they fucking count? Do they count as a woman? I want to know. When you count That's those a whole numbers, other show. like, is it fair? Is it fucking fair? What That's about, a whole other I don't show. fucking know. What about the, the woman from Jamie Lee Curtis? What about her? She's she was a hermaphrodite. Okay, so good I, for her. So, so she can fuck herself. I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, she's she not said, now. I mean, they, that's not how it works. I mean, they do a surgery when they're young. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Depending on, you know, which 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 way they think the genitals are going to go. Um, and I found this out from having a hermaphrodite in my band. And that's the only way I figured that. I didn't know about that shit until I had a person that was a hermaphrodite in Blue Vino. So, like, nobody ever keeps them both? They usually don't. Yeah. Um, it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. If they do, um, then I imagine it's like fucking uh, Larry Flint's kid or some shit, and he's like, this is a cash cow. <laughs> <laughs> what, is that a low blow or some shit? I don't understand. No, it's, it's 100%. <laughs> it's very poignant. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, and 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 you and Glenn make a great point because no, nobody, nobody cares. It wasn't part of sort of the gaming dialogue aside from a few crypto uh, women who cried absolute holy hell when um, uh, Mr. Uh, Applebaum told them, gave them some criticism. Remember that a long time ago. So, but now, so it's like this reinsertion of like the feminine fem, feminazi uh, mentality um, and it sucks because uh, um, in, in any sort it's of it's not unifying uh, at all exactly in any let me be, in any sort of polarizing um, you know uh, action by somebody or the way the media spins something it's, it's destructive to whatever community that is or whatever group that is um, so so that's thinking uh, yeah, um, it's like anything else. It only has credence if you give it credence. I mean, the media is going to pump it because it's something to fill the fucking. Well, you know, if people like, don't pay uh, attention to it, your opinion, it. man. Exactly. No, it, exactly. But you're right. You give something resistance. You give it attention. You just give it more energy. Um, That's the same reason um, that racism exists to this day. Yeah, like Can I uh, add something to this uh, Go ahead. conversation? Um, so one thing about like uh, the Zoe Quinn and stuff like that is that she screwed uh, a bunch of journalists, which was within Otaku and many other big gaming journalist um, uh, places. They said yeah. that they will give them positive reviews in order for sex. How so, many men can fuck can their I, way to the top? That is please. fucking sexist, you know, right? Yeah, we can't right. fuck our that way to the top. part of this, right? And then, like, a jilted lover turned her in. Well, have you seen Zoe Quinn? These no, fucking she, journalists must be losers. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Big time. Not a handsome woman. Uh, No. 
No. Not at all. No. All right, we we have we have uh, we have two minutes remaining. Um, thank you. Are we going into overtime or what? Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. And uh, for the record, on the uh, um, show, Don't laugh, man. I'm serious. In, I'm fucking in last uh, words, um, and uh, we'll end with Schmoot. Uh Dalek. Any last words, brother? Moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, that's on, cold, Dalek. Went okay. You know, you okay. Are you still on? All right. So, Glenn or Rubino, last thoughts. But we go ahead, all the time. End all government. It's the bane of our humanity. The fact that you think that anyone ruling anybody is moral has never been correct. You already know this. And the fact that you've grown up with the mentality and your relatives joking about the fact that government's not good should have told you a long-ass time ago that we don't fucking need this. We shouldn't have it. They don't amount to anything. Uh, Supposedly, our parents raise us to amount to something ourselves, yet we don't even hold these people that we trust uh, with rulership to the same standards. What do they amount to? They don't They don't fucking have a job. They're not managers at a gap. And you're supposed to, you're supposed to be expected to be that way. You know. That, that whole premise, that whole premise assumes that the people out there can think for themselves. That's where you're wrong. Or trust for themselves. They can't do fucking anything. I think, there yeah, I, and I think part of that, that point um, Vino, that you were making earlier um, about you know people people are are so easy to trust. That's because they think for themselves. So any any sort of uh, ideology or or idea or concept that's put in front of them um, that that has any uh, you know points they can grasp onto, they'll latch onto that motherfucker like you know like it's, they believe oh. it their whole lives. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's how childhood is. You know, you latch on to the things that you think are true. And if you're raised to believe certain people are telling you the truth, you will continue that trend throughout your entire life. So That's right. When when you go through science class in high school or even junior high or whatever, you know, you, you just believe it. You just believe whatever they say is, uh, well, this is what scientists came up with. Nobody no, in the this... science class goes, now, mind you, the definition of knowledge actually involves yourself figuring it out and not just listening to other fucking people talk about shit. So... Yeah. Technically, everybody in this class is just believing the shit I'm telling you, and none of you actually know it. So you know, nobody. There's no disclaimer. There's no fucking disclaimer to explain this to children. So, well, so there's what? What are you talking about, though? Like, are you talking about the the periodic table, or what I, are you talking about? I mean, there's some I, stuff that's irrefutable. Exactly. That is comes, my point, my friend. That's my point. No, Glenn is touching on my point here. There, There's the one plus one shit equals two that is irrefutable. Everyone on earth can figure these things out for themselves and then not actually have to take a lot of time to do it. You would hope. But it's, it's the yeah. shit that – it's the other shit 
that's really fucking gray that they're like like climate change. You know, they fill people's heads full of all kind of bullshit. Like my favorite one was the shit about ice caps. Because first off, um if you fill a glass of water with that's got ice in it, you know, and you fill it to the top to right before it fucking bo- or fucking spills over. And then you yeah. let it sit and you let the ice melt, it goes down. It doesn't go up. That's we learned this in like the fourth grade, third grade, and nobody nobody remembers this. So when they're like, "Well, if the ice caps melt, we're fucked," and it's like, "No, no, no. actually," and they're like, no. "Well, the, the seas are no. rising." And no. hang on, the 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 whole thing about the seas are rising is they've switched their measurement methods to satellite from a stick in the fucking ground. So. The whole, First off, no, the melting ice thing, it has nothing to do with the with the the ice caps. It has everything to do with land glaciers that are melting. They're not displacing any water currently. Okay? So if the ice caps completely melt, yeah, they're not going to displace any more water than they already were. But when we're talking about global climate change and we're talking about Iceland, Greenland, we're talking about all the glaciers. Of Iceland all doesn't have a lot of ice on it. it. But what I'm saying, all those glaciers, you put them all together that are on land and they melt, they will displace more water. And okay. The sea level and that, that so far hasn't happened. And the trend is not going the direction they've said it was going to go. Okay, but how how come the coast of Louisiana and Florida, they're losing land every day? How Thank come? You. Yes. What do you mean every day? I don't it's live every there. Day. I haven't seen it. No, that's every I haven't day. seen it. Every day in Louisiana, down in the bayou, that's, they that's lose it. more Glenn, land. Glenn, do you know someone day. in Louisiana that's telling you that it is happening, or is this a scientist that is being paid I, by the I, government? I, to say that it is happening. Oh, holy I fuck. Lived, I lived in Hold up. You're looking I, at me now and I, you're going, oh, really? And I'm yeah. going, dude, you're trusting the person that's paid by the government. Hold up for a second because no, no, really you're going to go, oh, you're trusting the, oh, you don't I believe lived, the scientist paid by the government that's saying that the I land is being. In Louisiana. No, I no, no, lived no, no. In Louisiana. I still know people that live in Louisiana. I do too. I know somebody that lives in Louisiana, and they're not underwater. Are they on the bayou? I think so. Actually, yeah. I don't know. I'll have to ask my wife. It's not a personal uh, friend of mine. It's a personal friend of my wife's that she grew up with. These are my personal friends that that I knew from when I lived there. Okay, so if they live in Lake Charles, if they live Mm -hmm. in if they live in Slidell, the Places are losing land by yep. the year, and th- and that's and that's a fact. That's not you know based on scientists. This is a fact on the okay. Yeah. It's got to do with the habitat that's disappearing too. The wetlands, the marshlands. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it keeps and, the water at bay. And I, I'm because. just supposed to believe that just that is conclusive evidence that. Carbon fucking emissions are doing no, no. But it's or is it that Earth has never had a constant climate, ever, and that fucking it always changes. How has it never not changed? It's never been constant. Of, 
Of course it's going to change, but it's the rate of change that is the issue. Okay. So where's the conclusive evidence that absolutely, without a doubt, proves that we have something to do with it? Look at what we've been doing and look at how the things have changed. One plus one, remember? Yeah, well, we've gotten rid of our industrial factories and sent them away. Yeah, but really? Around around the Gulf of Mexico, there's no industrial development? This entire country has reduced industry. You know this. I mean, fucking, I've lived it. My my parents used to work at a factory, and that place moved to Mexico and ended up failing because Mexicans could not learn how to do what they did, and so they just went bankrupt. So there was an entire factory that went away that never existed ever again. And it wasn't not even in coast. another place. It wasn't on the coast. They don't use water for process, and they don't use chemicals. Why does it matter if it's on the coast? Doesn't the water displace somewhat, um, not evenly? Obviously, gravity has an effect, even though we don't fucking understand how the fuck gravity even works. Here, here's my my thing on the on the climate. Um, you know, the, uh, I I tend to lean towards Glenn's side, but I, I think that that you know does make a good point. I, and again, I think it comes you know down to at least some of it down to uh, language and and the way you describe things. Yes, the, the uh, our universe and and more specifically the, the Earth goes through cycles, just like inhaling and exhaling. Um, and uh, there there are long periods of extreme cold, um, shorter periods of uh, more um, habitable uh, climate, and then um, long periods of, of heat. Um, and that's been going on uh, for four billion years, or maybe maybe two 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 or three quarter billion years. But now, what's happened? Um, and, and like I said during the show, whatever we do to reduce carbon emissions really makes no difference as, as long as China keeps going the way it is. Um, and that, that's one plus one equals two. Um, so these cycles are exacerbated um, by human industry, by um, uh, things um, that we did before we knew um, how they affected um, our atmosphere, Um our waterways, um, you know, so the notion of global warming is an absolute fallacy. Um, uh, I have um, a, a very good friend who has a, an expensive house on the intercoastal um, in uh, North Miami Beach, and um, there is uh, there is pretty dire concern um, about uh, the homes in his neighborhood and four or five others um, because the water has noticeably, noticeably over the last decade where they have And that doesn't always mean that sea levels themselves are rising. It could also mean that the um, axis of the earth might be changing as well, which has happened many times. It's always changed. It's never stayed the same. Sure, sure. Uh, And I mean, you know, a great... Long, long to come full circle to all of this, though. I mean, we bicker, and the point of us bickering. We discuss. 
we discuss. Well, no, 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 wait. There's a reason that I use the word bicker, because it's the purpose of governments to make sure that we're occupied, we're busy, we're fucking thinking about the shit they're talking about, because we're not talking about, you know, these people are worthless, and we just need to get the fuck rid of them, and we could actually figure shit out if we got rid of them. Yeah, I mean, when when I say to people, when this this floors me all the time, and I, I give the same example all the time. And Glenn, I think you've heard it before, um, and maybe think, you have. Too. I think Glenn may have dropped. Um, oh, he did. Fuck. Yeah, I, think I hope so. not. Damn it. Oh well. Well, he's heard it either way. Um, I've I've given the example of like uh, Dupont. They have factories locally here. They pollute the water. Everybody knows it. And I've said, you know, we just need to fucking drive them out of town. Like like Frankenstein's yes. monster. Like torches yes. and pitchforks and tell them to get the fuck out. You're you're literally slowly killing people. My my mother in law just died of cancer last uh Monday morning. And she was fine until we moved here. When we moved here everything fucking flipped. And, you know, you, how do you pin shit? You don't pin shit down on a corporation. You can't. You can't fucking do it. And they did this shit. This is what gets me, right, is that DuPont did this thing where locally people got tested and signed a thing that said, I was tested and it showed that the D8 or DC8 didn't affect me or whatever it's called. The byproduct from making Teflon that they put in the water. And uh, so people sign this thing that, that after they get tested, and I've asked people that have gone through this. I said, who was doing the testing? And they said, DuPont. And I went, so you went somewhere and and got tested by the company that's putting the thing in the water. Yeah. I think and, I read about and that. Now, see, see this is this goes back to what I was saying about trust and scientists and everything because right. um here you here you go get tested by DuPont and DuPont tells you you're good and then you sign a waiver that says they prove that you're good and then if you get cancer they can waive the waiver in court all day long and you're fucked and you're fucked you and don't see and- what the fuck you just did and, and, and they didn't. Is, it literally is people just buying this story, you know, this, the the story that's put forth by the state, by the scientists, and this and the system that they believe in, like a religion, if not more. Well, and, and I'm not downing on science. I'm not downing on scientists and science or none of that shit. But I'm just saying you're not a good scientist if you don't question. Every fucking thing that is exactly. the norm, and and it because it's very difficult to be a good scientist when one of the only reasons, one of the only ways that you can you know eke out the living that all these other pressures are putting on you to to fulfill is to sort of you know capitulate to uh, the people who are paying for your research, and I. Let me, let me talk for a second. Talking about um, you know scientists and whatnot, 
Um, I recently heard a quote on NPR, and I forget the uh, the scientist. He's a theoretical physicist. Um, but the quote was something like this, and I'm paraphrasing. But he was like, science is only great when you're wrong or you're confused. And And in stating that, he was saying that you're only making progress when you find out that you know what you thought before was wrong. Yes. Or the the results you've yeah. got confuse you because yeah, then that, 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 yeah because that's then you're learning, because then you're expanding on on knowledge. You're not acting on you know what you think is known. If so if, long as you accept if, it. Yeah, if that's you, the if problem with a lot of science is they yeah. don't they'll say stuff and not accept any adverse um Exactly. And this this is throughout history though. I mean it's yeah. it's yeah, it's yeah. not like a new thing. Historically not, scientists not, just refuse shit. It's religion too. It's you know, most social interactions. Yeah, but, yeah. And, but and, I thought, which is why I bring up right. trust. That's why I brought up trust because it's a human problem. Yeah. It's all of us. Every single uh, one of us has a problem trust. with trust. I think it's go, it's gullibility and and naivety that people have in their head. They're so desperate to fill with something, something that they 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 can spin as legitimate. And People are afraid has, to to not know reality, right? Especially their own. Yeah, I mean, the, you know. So, like, if you can hit someone with reality, and and the reality being, they don't know a lot. They don't fucking know a lot. And when you hit someone with that, they are not comfortable with it at all, and they don't want to hear it. And uh, that's my experience. Well, it's, yeah, it's a, I mean, you made, you made a great point during the show, like, you know, and it carries into my personal life. Like, you know, my closest friends and the people who I, I, I enjoy spending the most time with and, you know, having beers with and shit are people who I can discuss things with, disagree with, uh, and then move on to the next subject without it becoming, um, you know, uh, uh, an issue, you know, of melodrama. It's just okay. That's that's fine, and move on. Maybe I learn something from from their angle and their perception, and maybe they learn something. But you know, the, the fact that that we no longer, as a society, can agree to disagree. Um, well, the, it's not an agree to disagree. It we need to, as a society, admit that we don't know. The phrase "I yeah. don't know." is a truthful phrase. And that's the problem people have. I don't and it it's weird. Like the job that I have, I make granite countertops. And you would think like, okay, whatever. So what? That's a job. But you don't understand. The phrase set in stone very much applies to my job because yeah. I am putting stone inside of a space and it's supposed to fit exactly in that space. So set in stone, do you understand? I mean, I've learned the difference between knowing and not knowing because of that. You know, there's no guesswork 
when it comes to, I need to fit a piece of stone in between these wonky-ass walls that some contractor that says he's a contractor, but he has no training, and these walls are fucking crazy. Well, they have waves all over the place. For no reason. Yeah, so I understand now. I understand the difference between, do you actually fucking know what you're talking about? Because if I'm going to put a piece of stone up, up against a wall, and I'm, well, if, well, you just cut a rectangle, right? No, you don't fucking cut a rectangle because the wall is not flat. So you need to know what the wall is doing. Now, it's the same with everything else in life. If you don't know, you need to admit because the God's honest truth is, you know, if you, I don't even know if you believe in God. If you don't, it doesn't even fucking matter because. The truth, period, is if you don't know, you need to say, I don't fucking know. And people are so afraid to do that. I don't get it. I don't understand why it's scary to say you don't know. But they are. People are afraid of that. The only way to learn. Yeah, and you're right. You you said that better than I did because you're right. It is, I guess, you know having a conversation with somebody and not seeing it exactly the same way and, you know, not getting um, completely all bent out of shape about it. Um, I guess in, in my, in at least in my own, the way I am is, you know, it's accepting part of what they say and doing that is um, indirectly um, expressing, I don't know everything at all. So I need to take in this piece of information and this piece of information and try to put it together as best I can and then I won't I won't know, but I'll know a little more and then keep going, keep going. But people are honestly you don't even need to go that far. I mean the the answer I don't know it it really levels the playing field. Yeah, and I, never, I ne- and I never want to know the answer, but I do. Well, even if you do or you don't, I mean, it's it's. There's a lot of things that are hard to know. I mean, like, are the seas rising? Seriously, think hey, about hey. it for like uh, uh, just it. ten minutes. If you if you actually tried to solve the problem of let me interrupt measuring whether or not the seas are rising, and then you factor in the fact that that the Earth is not. The plates themselves are not stationary; they always move. So now you're, you've got the factor of okay. Well, I'm going to go stick a stick in the ground and measure the water. Okay. Well, then you go walk out there again in the next month. Are you really in the exact same place, or has the Earth shifted a little bit and the plates have moved a little bit? And not only that, you've got erosion and you've got the tides coming in and out that carry sand in and out. And then, so are you really standing at the same spot? I mean, and on top of that, you've got the fact that for years we did it with a stick and now we're moving on to satellite. And so the fact that we've jumped to satellite measurement, it seems vastly different because they're like, holy fuck, the sea levels are rising because we switched to satellite measurements. And it, and nobody has said, especially Al Gore, especially Al Gore has not said, 
By the way, we switched to satellite measurements, and when we did so, the sea levels rose a shitload because I think we were I, measuring I them I'll... wrong for a long fucking time, and now yeah. we're measuring them Can right, and they're higher. But fuck me, right? Because, like, I'm not going to tell you this, and I have money to make. Give me your fucking money. I am a cunt. Okay. That's Al Gore in a nutshell. Can I yeah, go yeah. bed for oh. a second? Yeah. Go oh. ahead. I just saw Fox. <laughs> you did? Cool. Like the yeah, right news up. channel? No, no, no. Like right, an, an right outside my window, there was a red fox, and I live in a very suburban area. Oh, I, I see animals outside my windows all the time, but I live in a very not suburban area. Yeah, I was just excited. That was uh, that was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that that is exciting. We, you know, it, it was like rare. it was literally just looking at me from the sidewalk, and I was like, "Oh, hi." You know, they were they were they they're getting uh, like very uh, uh, they're getting much more domesticated than they used to be. Obviously, well, yeah, and 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 a crisis. You know where I live. It was literally yeah, totally. right outside my window on the sidewalk, right there. Yeah, that's crazy, man. People, yeah, he just looked at me and was like, "What's up?" And just uh, prodded you know what always way. bugs me out about DC, man, is I I live in Vermont. I live in hunting in hunting country. People freak out about like six point bucks, eight point bucks. What do the deer in DC are in? Pain, man, I, I like okay. I'll, I'll I'll be driving back to my sister's house from, you know, downtown, and all of a sudden there'll be, like, a herd of like twenty deers with like two, like eight point bucks. It is the oh, yeah. most surreal thing, through, man. When you go through like Rock Creek, for sure, oh, it's crazy. It's like really surreal. Like you you know you come right off like sixteenth or fourteenth, like down into the park. And yeah. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're like on safari. It's like, what the fuck, man? Right? You know, and I've met people that, that say that, that have grown up in cities that say, you shouldn't kill deer. And I go, you don't understand. I grew up in the middle of nowhere. And if we didn't kill deer, we people would be dead. A lot more people would be dead. Yeah, I don't think... The reason being, because there's so many... If you don't kill them and you don't, like, physically go out and hunt them, and a lot of the hunters, they eat the fucking meat. They eat everything. Well, see, that's... uh, I'm I'm a hunter. If you don't do that, then, like, the amount of deer on the road is ridiculous, and people will get in wrecks and they'll roll their cars and children will die and... Yeah, but there's... there's, Go ahead, Let me put two points out there. Uh, I hunt and, and I eat the meat that I get. Uh, mm. I don't agree with sport hunting unless, um, because if you're a sport hunter and you're only doing it for the sport, there's a lot of programs out there where you can still take your kill and they'll, you know, you can donate the meat to local homeless shelters. That would be great. Yeah. And they, they, and they, they take the meat that, you know, cause you're just sport hunting they'll take the meat and, and donate it to, you know, feed homeless people, to put it in soup kitchens, they'll put it in food oh, pantries. I uh, imagine they would love that. It's a, like a gourmet <laughs> shit for them. Those, yeah, those we, are, we have, we have a, a program like that up here in Vermont. Uh, I just don't you know, like But hunting. in Vermont, like if you, if you hunt 
and you don't take your your kill, you know, you're you're ostracized from the community. So for every, you know, like uh, nice. a point a point of pride up here is how full your your chest freezer in your basement is by December. Exactly. Filled yeah. with venison. And venison is crazy good, man. But but I like in you know I like the idea of the you know if you're a sport hunter and you're not yeah. going to take your kill and all you want is the rack you know yeah. that you can take it to your local you know butcher and they'll do it for free and just donate the meat that's that's an awesome idea and I think it's one that needs to be spread around a lot more because oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of sport hunters out there that don't take the meat, and and it just goes to waste. It's like fuck. I mean, we can feed. You know, you take your twelve fucking point buck, and you've got your rack that you're gonna put up on your wall, but you got two hundred pounds of fucking deer meat that could literally, mm-hmm. you know, God knows how many you people. could you could feed like fifty people with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, as long as there is sport hunting, then then. Programs like that need to thrive, you know, because, I mean, you know, uh, the only time I ever killed an animal um, was, like, three years ago, um, and um, I was making a right from one, like, dirt road onto a rural road, and literally, like, a, a adolescent uh, doe ran, like, right into the backside of my car, and... I looked in the rear view mirror and uh, um, her leg was broken. And uh, uh, I, I had, but I had my, my gun on me. And I got out, and there was an intersection. I got out of the car. There were cars at, at uh, the other three stop signs. And just walked right up to her and blap. And put her out. And, uh, you know, fucking, I didn't even think about it. If I had thought about it, I probably would have gotten all fucking emotional about it, but um, it was the only thing to do, and, um, you know, before I had even, like, turned around to collect myself, one of the people at the stop sign um, was like, if you're not going to take that, I would love that. I was like, that would make me the happiest person in the world if you took this animal and ate it. He was like, I'm going to eat the shit out of this thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's, how, <laughs> that's how Vermont is, man. Nice. Like, you know, right. and, and I mean, I just, I, I don't think I could have, it was, oh, I, that is one thing I agree with. I mean, if you, if you end up with roadkill, if you want to eat it, there should not be one goddamn law against you eating the shit you ran over. I'm sorry, but it, you did it. It's nobody yeah. else's fucking business. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, there's laws against that. There, I'm pretty sure there are in many states, uh, depending on where you're at. And it probably depends on the roadkill, but I know there's uh, probably at least Illinois. I grew up in Illinois, and I remember, like, the whole roadkill thing was, like, taboo. And if I, you I mean, hit it with your truck, you weren't supposed to pick it up and eat it. You were supposed to report it and do all this fucking crazy shit. And the dude with the fucking meat wagon came out and burned the shit. I don't fucking know why. And it didn't can't... make any sense. It, you could I go can't... run over a deer with your truck and eat it. Why not? 
in yeah. Kansas, you could if you if you hit a deer or or um, but mainly deer because they're the only ones you, like you have to have you know tags for. If you hit a deer in Kansas, um, you would have to call the local game warden, which usually, if you're in rural Kansas, is you know the local sheriff. You know that's on duty. They are both the game warden and the sheriff. Yeah, uh, they would have to come. Um, verify that you know the animal's dead, that you hit it with your truck, whatever, and then they would give you a roadkill tag so that you could take it and get it butchered. Um, they wouldn't take it from you or anything. You just because you can't take a deer to the butcher. I mean, I guess if you knew how to actually you know butcher your own deer, you could do it on your own, but um, to take it to get butchered. Um, you had to have a tag. And so if if it's not hunting season, you don't have, you know, a tag, you would call the sheriff. They'd come out and issue you a roadkill tag so that you could actually get your meat. Wow. That's that's the yeah. way it works there. Yeah. That's that's that, pretty much it. How that's re- fucking regulations. I mean, yeah, that, it goes down to say, that like, same joke that fucking Huh? How do you? They, that probably costs a thousand bucks for for to do all yeah. that. Yeah, I mean it, like, it goes back like to that seven, shit about like uh, like Doug Stanhope and, and did that Kansas, great. In rural Kansas, uh, for a sheriff to come out for that, that's oh yeah, okay. In rural Kansas, see that seems much more they're reasonable. Not, they're not doing anything else. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it, it, they're they're being paid as it is, and it's not like. You know, which that goes back to why have them? How about we just not pay them, get rid of them, and abolish all of that to get all together? You know, I mean, playful thought, right? You know, yeah. Why fucking have it? It's like the fucking fishing license. Seriously, I mean, the fishing license idea is the most atrocious, stupid fucking thing I can think of. And there are people that are like, well, you, the, if you don't have a fishing license, they'll fucking wipe out a lake of fish, and then it'll be they'll all be dead. And to me, I go like, um, really, you honestly believe that there's that many fishermen that they'll literally hurry up, wipe out a species, and then they'll just be like, fuck, now I don't know what to do. If and, and, if and, and, we don't have a government to say. You can do exactly what I just explained, so long as you give me fifteen dollars. But and meanwhile, the absurdity of it is just magnified by the fact that the oceans are empty. What do you mean empty? They're not empty. I mean, there's there's animals in the fucking ocean. What do you mean empty? Yeah, but I mean, there's there's no more sustainable, Com- well, like yeah, commercial commer- fish commercial fisheries are are, are dead all time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, well, it's so, different than so like local lake fishing. You regulate, and river the, you regulate the guys fucking casting a lure for largemouth bass who clearly don't drag net for largemouth so, bass. So what do you, they, so what do you they, think? Yeah, they're not they're not cleaning out a fucking lake, man. They're yeah. getting one. And so, and so, you, and two. so the whole point is, the other industry just run rampant on on something that is so much more important than the largemouth bass. That's that's the absurdity of, of the situation. And whether it was different before, I don't know. But 
All I know is now it's crazy, so it has to go. The whole kit and caboodle, it just has to go. Yeah. You mean government, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, how many, how many times, I, I, this is what I don't understand about the argument. I mean, well, every time I've said to someone, um, hey, you know that every government throughout history has ended in tyranny, right? And they go, that's not true. Look at, and then they name a current government. And I go, okay, hold well, up. That government I'll draw been. you, I'll draw you a pie graph and it'll go like this. Um, there'll be two parts to the pie graph. One part is governments that have ended in tyranny. The other part is governments that are on their way to a mysterious end that yeah. we don't know what it is. And the pie graph is like 98% the other one. And then like, ooh, 2% of governments throughout history, which is what we're currently in, are on their way to a mysterious end. Maybe it's peace, right? Maybe. And I'm like, seriously, seriously, you think that the mysterious ending of the current governments is going to be that they're going to realize that they're assholes and actually care about the people they rule. First off, they rule. <laughs> they rule. They rule you. So I don't I don't see that ever ending in a way where they give a shit about you. No, and there I mean and there is there is a certain um sort of pathology that comes um over people um when when they rule, um, when they have powers, um, you know, governed by um, a state or the church or whatever it is, over others, um, Back that, by that, that, that makes them, um, like, you know, uh it goes back to what you were saying about people just saying, I don't know. They can never say, I'm wrong. They can never say, I'm wrong, let alone, I don't know. So they'll never capitulate or acquiesce power, um, you know, without fighting for it until the death. Um, right. Or, or at least until they piss their pants. Uh, I, I think the first step in, in improving all of humanity is improving the the reality of the way they think. If they can admit that they don't know, if 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 we can all yeah. on Earth, all of us, if we can all at once go, you know what? I don't fucking know. I don't. There's a lot that I really kind of don't actually know, and a lot of it's just belief. And it, the problem is when you say like belief, people think faith, and faith to me is different than belief, but. And I'm not saying that faith is better or worse than belief. I'm just saying, like, they're different because faith is the thing that you, in your spirit, and you believe all that stuff. But belief, belief is just like saying, like, hey, this guy told me this, and I believe him. You know, and um, unfortunately, a lot of humans, um, they go that route. They go like, hey, Al Jazeera says, blah, and I think they're right. And to me, I'm going, but you don't know anyone that works at Al Jazeera. And and, and they're, they look at me like, what? 
but they're journalists. And I'm like, I don't actually know that they're journalists. They say they're journalists, but they might be fucking paid actors. Oh. I don't fucking know. I don't know. And and when people go like, what are you, what the fuck are you talking, You, what do you mean you don't know? They're supposed to be journalists. And I'm like, yeah, I know, they're supposed to be. Don't you get that? That you and I are in the same boat. Neither of us have actually walked up to the person that's supposed to be a journalist and followed them around and actually proved to ourselves that they've done the shit they said they did and proved that they did. They fucking, yes, they know what they're talking about. And as long as I watch them. As we live in a, in a, you know, society where the media is beholden to money, even like fucking YouTube channel, news channels that are bullshit crap are beholden to money. And, and people believe that based on the money. Yeah, hey, man, been, he's got yeah. a YouTube channel that makes money. Why right. would he lie? Right, so it's credible. You know, so what, it, this whole equating, like, uh, um, uh, legitimacy um, with money is uh, you know that's like that's like so part of the American psyche, you know. I mean everything from oh that that guy must be legitimate and honest as long as he's not black and he's making a lot of money he must be honest and and a legitimate guy and you know and then people go into a, probably a Christian and a father et cetera et cetera. Uh, well, and all of this applies to history and science uh, throughout history. Like uh, like you mentioned with the YouTube guys, um, uh, who is it, J- uh, John Ham or something? I can't remember his name. Uh, but there's the Sci Show that's very yeah. famous on YouTube, and his brother does the history one of the same type of thing, and they yeah, have yeah. the same tonality and they speak the same way. And both yeah. of them, but here's the thing: like both of them are just. reiterating the same shit that other scientists... They're not scientists, and they're not historians. But they they repeat the shit they've heard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're human aggregators. So if I walked up to you and repeated shit I heard on the street, though, like just met you on the street, you'd go like, I don't fucking know that guy, and why should I believe him? But these guys are like, I've been on here forever. So you just believe them. And that's the way humans are. And I don't yeah. understand it, and I never will. It even goes like down to like even a smaller minutiae. Like I, I'm, I'm working for this caviar company, and I, I was working, doing work for them and making cold cars, uh, cold calls for them and, and visiting some of my old uh, chef colleagues in the city. But I had no, no credentials, like not even a card, right? And mm. I wasn't getting good response. And then you know, they, they're in uh, Lithuania, uh, or excuse me, Latvia. Um, so I finally got a card. And it, it was just incredible, that fucking little square piece of cardboard. Uh, you know, like it, it, what what sort of absolutely not legitimate legitimacy is assigned to me. Um, or maybe legitimate or not, but it's it, you know it's like a badge, right? It's like right, yeah. Is, Here's the, you know, it's a solid thing, man, that you have in your hands. Yeah, here, here. So here's therefore, a, it's give, real. Give them all cop a badge. 
you know, and, and yeah, and that yeah, give him all kind of badge and he'll feel like he's got some legitimacy to fucking beat someone with a flashlight. You, you know, um, that, that, that the one thing that's very fundamental that, that we agree on is, uh, sort of this, this notion of anarchy. And I think that we, we share, uh, a definition on it. Um, the, there was a, a tiny, there was contingency of uh, of anarchists of like you know the the kind of card carrying black and and red flag carrying anarchists at this uh, flood Wall Street, and they were. They uh, I will, I will still to this day never understand the socialist anarchists. Yeah, these people they were horrible, man. I well, was, they don't I make was, sense, man. I mean, they they don't. It comes down to the point where, like, um, you explain to them, well, here's the thing with anarchy. Anarchism usually is of the mind that if there's someone in charge of something, it's not going to work. Because the person that's the sociopath of the group will aspire to that position and fuck it up. So let's just not have people in charge and let's just live our lives. Because, honestly, you, you go about your day. And so does the people that you encounter. They just go about their day. So, yeah, that proves that, yeah, we can go about our day without a government. Because, honestly, the government doesn't interject in most of our lives most of the time. It's the bullshit parts where you're like, oh, fuck, because we have these stupid fucking rules, we have to do this shit. Whatever, fine. And then you put up with it. But these people that are socialists, that are say I'm anarcho socialist. I don't understand it because I go you know, someone has to be in charge of that shit. Yeah. Someone has to be in charge of the making sure it's fair. And that's yep. where you're gonna get a sociopath and they're gonna it's like the fucking light bulb with the fly. They're boom. You say, yep. Oh, is it we're anarcho socialists and it's gonna be the instant the socialist or the, the sociopath is gonna go, Wait, well hold up, what 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 so if I get the position of deciding what's fair, I can fuck everyone else's life up, I'm there. It, and, and they don't and do it intentionally, they're sociopaths. They don't know they do that intentionally. Right. That's, and, that's and, why they're and, fucked up in the head. And the and the and sort of the amalgam amalgamation of social status in in somebody's hierarchy and um, you know leadership um, has now made it and at this point carries over the politicians big time now, where the only people who aspire to positions of leadership are sociopaths and usually. A fairly mediocre, mediocre, uh, you know, jib. Um, and well, I that's, that's that's what happens that, when they're surrounded by it, though. Well, I mean, it might have started off with people that who thought they were noble, but after a while, where you get to where you're at now, the average American probably thinks that a politician is a horrible person, and this is why I say the shit that I do because, like. You, the average American understands history to the point where it's like you could go up to an average American and go like, hey, can you guess when in history that government was not like 
tongue-in-cheek joked about as being a fucking asshole. And they would probably laugh and be like, no, that's, yeah, I could see that it's probably always. And that's when you go like, all right, so you get it then. So always government has been an asshole to everyone else. Can you give me a time when you actually believe that government was run by people who were like, no, I don't care about myself. I care about everybody else, and I want everyone else to live better than me. I don't want to rule them. I want them to live higher up than I do. And they'll probably laugh because that's never fucking happened ever. Well, it goes against biology. Right? Yeah, it goes against biology as it stands. You know, I mean... So there's like scientific reasons that government will never work, ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there definitely is. And, and, yet and, um, yet it, it persists. I, I still and, don't understand it. I mean, I I agree with Nietzsche, who said, you know, from, from chaos comes order. And there's plenty of examples. Um, if you look at a busy train station, it's chaos. It's fucking chaos. You know, there's a train station full of people, and they all have to get to their train. And they're surrounded by other people who also have to get to their train. Yet nobody falls over bumping into each other so fast that, you know, like, I'm walking in this direction, and I'm not going to compromise. And then they bump into someone, and they all fall over, and everybody falls over, and it's like, fuck, we can't figure this out. No, it's the opposite. It's... No, if I slow down at the perfect time and then speed up a little bit and then well, the next step I move a little bit to the left and then I go this way, they find their way to their train on time. Yeah. I mean, even though crazy. there's a shitload of people. And that's extrapolating to like uh, to traffic studies too now that they, they're analyzing all this data. It's like, you know, we look at places like, you know, Bombay or Calcutta, you know, in little media bites, it looks like absolute anarchy. But when they've studied it, like traffic that's, that's allowed to flow through sort of human interaction and natural instinct to avoid harm instead of traffic lights, it moves faster. It's the same concept. And this, yeah. this is because when you start putting traffic lights in and and signs and, and you know, this ways and that ways, you move away from like a biological uh, natural system, and well, this that, is why people stop thinking about it. Well, you don't you don't think about what you're up to if if there's a rule, and you just go whatever, man. I'm just going to follow the rule, and on the way there, I'm going to think about other shit instead of, you know, I'm driving a four thousand pound piece of steel that could kill me at any time, and maybe I need to think about what I'm doing with it. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's crazy, isn't it? I've, I, I've said to people, like, what if we didn't have any stoplights whatsoever? And they were like, what? Well, what would I do at intersections? <laughs> and I said, well, you would slow down anticipating the fact that anything could happen. It, right, exactly. And they were like, well, I don't want to slow down at every intersection. I'm like, you currently stop at most of them. What are you talking about? You know, you know, like they think that they blaze through every intersection. Right, exactly. And you, it's, it's to carry that over. There's a 
a, a place in my old neighborhood, like, where in a series of, of four intersections, three of them had stop signs, and um, one of them didn't. And for some reason, the intersection that had the most intersections was the one with the second stop sign. <laughs> there were, like, articles about it in the paper. But, you know, we, I mean, you go up to, some, to like, 70% of Americans, and you say, you know, would society function without the Bible? They'll say no, let alone government. You know, I mean, it's like this, the, the bullshit narrative stories that make up our But culture. then you ask them the questions that I ask, and they answer appropriately. That's the funny part about it. Is you can get the average person to agree, even though yeah. they're not comfortable with it, as long as they don't name it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, yeah. If they name it anarchism, they're they're instantly against it. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or if you you know, or if you just you know said you would you know yeah. I mean, if you use anarchy, forget it. Then, then they look at you like you're nuts. You know, if you if you said, do you think that um, society could operate without, you know, our current government and rules and regulations and all that? They would say, no, no way. You know, and if, a lot of people would say, no, we couldn't even. We would be out murdering each other. If we didn't have God and religion yeah. and the Bible, and then and then you turn to that same person and you say, "Well, if we didn't have government, would you go murder people?" Right. They go, "Oh heavens, no!" And right. you go, "Okay, well, like, hold up a minute. You said that by default that would happen. You don't want to do that. Why do you think that other people do? Because most people who gave you that idea." Where are you getting the idea that that's what everyone wants to do is just go out and murder? The story. And that's when – well, this is where it goes back to what I'm saying, like trust. Why yeah. do humans just trust shit? Stop trusting shit. Just stop. Just start going, you know what? I don't fucking know anything that's true. I don't know anything at all is actually true. It might all be fucking a lie all the time. Well, there's no coincidence that that's like a state of like of 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 you know nirvana or at least like meditation in like Eastern philosophy and Eastern religion. Like, right? What is? What are you talking? You know, just accepting the fact that you know nothing. You know, that's like that's part of getting into a meditative state is accepting that, and that and that is so alien to Western culture into Western religion, into the Western paradigm. Interesting. Um, because know, I came but, to this, I came to all of this on my own. Yeah, me too. And and that, you know, and then I started learning about the, the, the stuff that surrounded it. You know, I, I think there's like something very quantum and, and one plus one is zero about anarchy is... You know, once once you observe something, or you know, use a different name, once or a different um, descriptor, once you name something or observe it, the whole um, its whole uh, 
um, changes, um, you know, like on a quantum level. Um, so when people have a, a movement um, like Occupy and it's sort of amorphous and can, uh, you know, kind of evolve on its own um, without being named or without being um, put into one of these categories or or uh, little descriptors that were so desperate to name everything, um, then it's legitimate. But then once it gets named or observed, um, then it opens itself to, to co-opting. And that's why, like, at the root of, like, I think what is fundamentally the only way to exist about anarchy is that, you know, you have to leave things unnamed. You have to just let them be. And that's part of, like, accepting the fact that you don't know. Maybe most things, maybe anything, you know. I embrace mm-hmm. the fact that I don't know anything. It's a great feeling. It's a wonderful feeling that I, uh, and up until I understood, I, I was, um, I don't know, I was trying to figure things out. And when you realize how much you cannot actually know, that's the part that people don't understand. There's a lot you cannot possibly know. Right. When you when you understand that, you realize like, holy fuck, I am a human being. I am I am a human being. Uh, yeah. uh, before you realize, I can't understand a shitload. You're like, I am smart as fuck, and you don't know me, and all that shit, and you're hot shit to yourself. But once you realize, like, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, a lot of the shit that I've heard just comes from another human, and they just believe it too. And they've got no basis to go off of either. So really, most of what I've, quote, learned is just shit that they think they know. But they just actually believe it. No different than faith. And is faith right? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. And and, and also having this outlook, um, because there are some things that... that, um, you know, don't have answers. Um, uh, Why does gravity do what it does? Well, right. we and, currently and don't it, fuck it. And holding this this sort of view of the of the world, universe, whatever, it 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 opens up so many more things to be interested in and to explore. Um, you know that that uh, you want to that you want to look into. Um, no. Could I uh, like, say something real quick? Kinda absolutely. Like cat. It's kind of like a cat chasing a laser. You you know it's there. You're trying to chase it, but you can't get it. Absolutely. Yes. Right. It. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good analogy. Yeah. And I and I mean the you know the analogy has been made like before. Like the harder you see something, right, the harder it is to hold on to it. Like. Uh, you know, the heart, the harder you dig at something uh, and try to find the answer, the more obscure it gets. Which, I, that might be why, of all creatures on Earth, humans are the ones who go esoteric 
and we have things like art. Right. Because we can't explain shit. All we have is feeling. And the only way we know how to get that out is to use it in an artistic way. And no, it doesn't make sense. And it never does. It never fucking makes sense. Art has never made sense. I don't care what kind of art it is. Even architecture. Look at a fucking church from the, what, the 15th century or some shit. Tell me that to you, quote, makes sense. Well, first off, let's let's, let's put a grasp on the fact that you got a weird-shaped building that's, you know, the point is to worship God. Okay, well, can you worship God standing on a street? 